whether you enjoy listening to podcasts or want to record a podcast, Anchor is a pl- perfect platform to start on. Not perfect in the ap- absolute sense, but perfect in the context of ease of use as far as creating the episode. Ease of use as far as discovering new podcasters. People just stepping into the arena of podcasting. I can't think of a better platform to produce a podcast on. In less than two years, I've been able to get my podcast heard on a multiple level, multiple platforms. From Anchor to iTunes to Google Podcasts. I've even landed Life is About More Than Living on iHeartRadio. The last one? That took an application, an application to get on that last platform. Yes, I had to apply to be on iHeartRadio, but now I'm there. And the best platform of all, which is also associated with Anchor, is Spotify. Once your podcast reaches Spotify, you can easily transfer it, transfer it to multiple social media platforms and reach more and more listeners. So I suggest you give Anchor a try if you're considering podcasting. What's up, man? How you doing? What's up, man? How are you? I'm doing great. I'm good. So this is the first time I've done this. Like I said, I've been a guest on some of this program. Uh-huh. I'm actually using my laptop and my Google document, so it's about this time as well. Keep on track. Okay. So, um, how was your day? My day was terrific. I um took care of a lot of things that I wanted to do, checked off some of the smaller goals that I want to accomplish today, and spent some time with my children. So everything was great. And we sort of jump right past the introduction part. So those of you, my listeners, for the very first time, I, I brand myself as Alfred Harrell more than a poet. And this is a podcast that I started over a year ago. And after speaking, the primary, primary voice of this podcast, which is really impromptu, unrehearsed, uh, I decided to dive into the interview in. So okay. the guest on this podcast this evening is Jared Tucker, and I'm gonna let him just tell you some about himself. Whatever he has to say, just let him go in hard as you want to go, as soft as you want to go. All right, my name. We'll go from there. My name is Jared Tucker. Um, thank you. It's an honor for you uh, reaching out to me. Wanted to do this interview. Uh, I'm fairly a simple person. Um, I believe in showing people kindness. I believe in entrepreneurship. And uh, I'm just really learning to be more and more comfortable uh, in my own skin. Okay. So with all that being said, we connected through LinkedIn. And on LinkedIn, you are marketing yourself as a life coach. Uh-huh. And we all have reasons for doing what we do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those reasons are really strong. Sometimes they're just something that's played across our mind for a season. Mm-hmm. However, I'm one who believes in getting right to the core of the thing, which is the why. Why do you label yourself as a life coach? And we'll go from there. I label myself as a life coach because I get to touch on many different uh, areas and many different things that happen because life hits us all at different times. So I, I feel like this. By me being a life coach, I can only give you information and knowledge on things that I have been through, 
through my experiences. And if it's something that I don't know anything about, I love networking. So to me, life is nothing but a big network. So I'm good at networking. So I felt like, hey, if I'm good at networking, good at communicating, not only good at it, I love meeting people, even if it's personal business relationships. My whole thing is, hey, my name is Jarris Tucker. How can I help you? Or how can we help each other? It doesn't have to be making a profit. It could be something as simple as, you know, somebody uh, wants to get their chart changed and they don't know how to do it. You can call me. If I can't do it, let me see if I know anybody in that area that can do it. And that's just my mentality about life in general. Okay. I'm, now, we didn't really have time, like I did my last guest, guest sit down and kind of play this out a little bit before we got on that, got up here doing, recording this episode. So I'm going to go kind of hard. Mm-hmm. In this arena of the life coach business, mm-hmm. so many persons look for a certified life coach. Mm-hmm. And so many people look for a certified public speaker. They want some type of certification. Mm-hmm. However, some of the greatest speakers out there in the public speaking arena never received any professional training. They are now the people that people turn to. Mm-hmm. Les Brown, Tony Robbins. When it comes to life coaches, I don't know much about that area, but I do know why I research that people look for certifications. However, there's also those speakers who are actually life coaches that talk and speak from their own life story, their own life journey. Are you that type of individual? The certified account, the one that just speaks from the heart when you find you still interacting with someone and the interaction turns in a way that you can actually share some of your wisdom and knowledge. Are you more that uncertified, but certified by life type person? I'm a certified by life person. And the reason why I say that is because I'm only going to speak on uh, topics and give out information that I know has directly benefited me. I don't believe in speaking on things that I have uh, no knowledge about or very limited knowledge on. Okay. Now, in one of our earlier conversations, you talked about speaking maybe for some youth, I think you said. Yes, sir. You would like to share a little bit more about that experience? Uh, my, my latest experience was speaking to a group of college kids, and I was telling them uh, about my story on entrepreneurship from the time I first started to where I'm currently at in my career. And the experience was wonderful. It was something I needed because I got to interact with those college kids and they uh, they had prepared a list of questions that were so amazing. Before I even spoke to the group, I knew I could tell the audience just by the questions. So as I began to do my presentation, as it was over, they would ask me so many questions and we even built, smaller relationship just from me um, speaking to this group of kids for about 45 minutes. I've, uh, I've now connected. I, I even asked them about signing up for LinkedIn and a few of them had signed up for LinkedIn. So we were able to build a relationship from me just um, speaking to them at the campus. Okay. Now your business on LinkedIn, which I have all this, I will have all this information based on your LinkedIn profile in the actual podcast. Um, episode bio as well as introduction mm-hmm. once, once it's over. Um, your your business, according to LinkedIn, is real one-on-one consulting LLC. Yes, sir. Why did you have, feel the need to incorporate the word real in it? 
because I'm a genuine person. I like being authentic, and I think that's what separates me from a lot of people when it comes to business. A lot of people, some people I talk to are just in business just for the money. Of course, you have to pay the bills. But me, I look at it like this. I could meet a client and discuss some real-life situations and not charge them a dime depending on the circumstances or, the, or depending on the situation. So I just feel like I'm a straight-up person. I'm a genuine person. I'm real. I'm not a pushover, but I'm learning to be very balanced. So to me, that name felt perfect, fit perfect for my company. Okay. Uh, and you mentioned several times about the money. I can't recall exactly who said it. Mm -hmm. Mrs. Oprah. Someone said it once that, and I'm going to paraphrase it, that if you pursue your purpose, basically the money will follow. Yes, sir. Uh, and and, and that, that's where people who choose to become entrepreneurs, mm. and again, this is a choice that we choose to go to work every day at our job. A lot of people choose to, their area to of uh, professional life thinking it's going to be an easy road. And thinking that all of a sudden dollars will flow in, connections will fall. I'm wondering if your experience is sort of like mine. I've been at this as a non-volunteer probably for almost 11 years now. Mm -hmm. There's been some volunteer moments in it, but because of branding myself and taxes and things of that sort, it's been like a non-volunteer mm -hmm. non deal. If the average business fails in two to three, I think it is two to three years, and it is to say that an entrepreneur takes 10 to 20 years, what do you say to, what would you say to someone that has researched it, as I have done, and realized it takes 10 to 20 years to even really turn a profit, or to, and in that 10 or 20 years, entrepreneurs fail more than they succeed. Mm. What would you say to that, that individual based on your experience as to the importance of patience? Well, to me, that was one of the hardest lessons I had to learn was patience because when I first started my company, you know, I felt that I was so smart and so intelligent. I said, man, look, I can get this thing rolling. I'm going to be at this level. And none of that stuff happened. So you have to have patience. And that's why I say me being a life coach, I understand that to me, that's all we have is time. So if you want to do something and you want it done correctly, then you have to be patient. You have to take care of your If your business, like my business is my baby. So once I learn, hey, look, man, just take your time with it. Things are going to come. So as I began to start enjoying the process, or instead of trying to rush everything, I noticed that everything that I was trying to rush, it came in at the perfect time in my life. And there are still several uh, levels that I haven't reached yet. But now that I've slowed everything down and I've learned that patience is the key, I'll put those different things in my long-term plan so I know I'm going to accomplish these goals. It's just going to take some time, and that's totally fine with me. Okay. Alexander Graham Bell is quoted as saying, he did not fail 10,000 times. He learned 10,000 ways to do something. Yes, sir. I totally I agree. That, I, I bring that into this, bring that quote into this, from the aspect of what you've been saying about how you learned, you 
you adjusted. So when when you've had that failure moment and you've given it all you got and you just knew you were right on point, did you look feel as Liz Brown has become famous with saying that when you fall down, you can look up, basically? Or did you feel that as a place that when you fell down, you didn't have the energy to get back up? Well, that's what it happened. You know, when I fell down, I didn't have any choice to say, look, you know, I was uh, I had a full-time job. I kind of jumped off the porch early straight into entrepreneurship. So I didn't have anything else to fall back on. So I was forced to look up and say, okay, none of this stuff didn't work. But guess what? You do have this little small thing working for you. So why not maximize on the small opportunities? And that's what I did. difficult because one of the hardest things I had to do and I'm still learning to do is swallow my pride and ask for help. But one thing I've learned when you do good and you do show kindness, when you ask for help, you know, people are willing to help you. And that's why I love LinkedIn because it was a time where, you know, it just seemed like everything that could go wrong went wrong. And I could just wake up in the morning and just see an encouraging post and say, hey, this message is for anybody that's struggling, you know, keep your head up and things will be okay. So that's when I began to realize sometimes you need other, you need to fail to be able to realize, man, it's going to be okay. You know, as long as you're not fighting a life-threatening disease or something crazy like that, then Everything is going to get better with time, and that's something that I truly believe in, and that's something I truly had to come to understand. Uh, as we talk, Mark Twain once said that kindness is a kindness is a language that the deaf can hear and the blind can see. What do you think about that? You're talking so much, you've spoken so much about kindness. Mark Twain said that kindness is the language that the deaf can hear and the blind can see. And it's funny, that, it's funny that you that you touched on that because I had somebody say, man, you know, being kind is not going to get your business, it's not going to be money, but what I've learned, when I show people kindness, it always comes back unexpectedly. When I, when I be kind and from... Uh, with pure intentions and directly from my heart, there are a lot of people who do pick up on that. Now, it might not be the direct person that I'm dealing with directly, but it might come back to me with somebody else that have seen me do this or heard about what I've done for somebody else, and they'll come back and say, man, you know, I usually don't even uh, support entrepreneurs, but I, I heard about how nice you were to this gentleman yesterday, so uh, what do you got going on? And I say, well, look, uh, I got a book you can buy. They say, look, man, give me five copies of your book because uh, people don't understand that being kindness is, is is the thing to be now. You know, the world needs a huge dose of kindness and positivity, and there's so many other people who are caught up doing their own thing that they fail to realize when you do be kind, 
that's something, like you said, a blind man can see and a baby can hear because a lot of people are just not into that. And that's fine. But I know for me, being kind, which is my natural thing, this is just a this is just a part of my makeup. It always works for me in the long run. If if someone would approach you right now, uh-huh. and we weren't doing as we're doing this podcast, and you would have been, let's say if you were in a place where someone could see you talking and you doing a podcast, and they would approach you right now. Better yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get out. Let's change it like this. If after this is over, you received a call from a total stranger that discovered you on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. that presented you an opportunity in line with what with what you do, mm-hmm. would you be ready for it? Of course, I'll be ready for it because every day I work on myself. I work on my skills. Even this interview right now is preparing me for the next step when I do other interviews because it's all of this is part of my vision. You have to start at the bottom. So let me yeah. cut you right there. Mm-hmm. What, 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 what is your vision? My vision is doing what I'm doing right now, telling my story on a grander scale, maybe in front of Oprah or, or, or whoever the uh, next biggest interviewer is or, or, or talking to Gary Vee about, you know, how I was sitting back watching him on YouTube and was doing the little things that he and Les Brown and Eric Thomas and all the other greats were saying. And I could say, hey, look, I noticed when I started doing this, this started to happen. I noticed when I stopped, you know, when I got off my high horse and started to get my hands actually dirty, that I realized, hey, look, this is part of the vision. Just by me publishing my book, just by me speaking to those group of college kids, all of that was part of my vision. I have been trying to get to this community college for about two years just to come in because I had graduated from uh, Danville Community College. So I always wanted to go back to the place that I graduated from and speak on marketing and and entrepreneurship. So when I really got my vision together, I didn't know it was was going to take that long, but it happened. So that's something that I can check off and say, hey, that was part of a vision that I created. It did happen. Now, this interview has happened because I always wanted to be on a podcast, and I thank you again. So all these things are preparing me for my vision, and the road down ahead. In one short sentence, mm-hmm. what is your vision? This is yes. one thing I, this, I asked one very short sentence, mm-hmm. one clear and precise sentence, mm-hmm. because that's the area I struggled in, and it took a lot of practice, a lot of time. Someone would say, well, what are you, what's your vision? What's your plan? What, what are you trying to accomplish? And I would go on and on and on. Well, I feel this way, and I want like that, and I can do this. Mm-hmm. And until I started being concise, very concise, 30 to 60 seconds concise, mm-hmm. I never really started attracting people listening, other people listening here. It's easy in front of a large audience when we have that one-on-one thing. Mm-hmm. The old adage is you lose a person within the 30 to 60 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, nice way of saying it, 30 seconds to a minute. So I know this to sound kind of repetitive, but in 30 to 60 seconds, one component of your vision, 
let, let us hear it. Just one component. Not all the generalities. One mm-hmm. solid thing in your of your vision. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I can tell people, tell you, anyone else right now, I have the opportunity to start a meetup group for freelancers and businesses, unlike any other meetup group, a networking group that I've seen. Mm-hmm. And my target date was December 23rd. It went live. It went live two weeks ago. Because mm-hmm. I sit back and I start thinking about this thing. I'm like, I've already written it out. I've done the work, and I had the slogan. So I want to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And the what I'm getting at is that if you or anyone else asks me about it, I have a networking. I've created a networking community for businesses to connect with freelancers. That didn't take 45 seconds. I can flip it around all the way I want to. Have I written it down? No. In that context, no. But I've gotten it in my head to the point where I can do it that way. My tagline is a little bit shorter than it's about the same length. So when it comes back to you, Mm -hmm. one aspect, because that's only one aspect of what I do, Mm -hmm. one aspect of what you do, one aspect, very short, concise. One aspect, very short, very short. One aspect is what I do is I show people how to turn ideas into opportunities. I just push people okay. to think. That's it. Now, I'm going to have to hit you on that one mm-hmm. because what you said is not true. Mm-hmm. And, I, and if you're on my podcast, I'm going to come straight. You might not like what I got to say. What you said is not true. You cannot show people how to turn ideas into opportunities. Mm-hmm. You cannot. I'll tell you why, and that's why I wish you listen. I encourage you to listen to more all, all episodes of my podcast. You can't, you can't do it. I can't do it. An opportunity, a person must be ready for an opportunity in line with their idea. You can't. I cannot teach you how to take your ideas and turn them to opportunity. Opportunities and ideas are interchangeable. They're not the same. Uh, and I ha- and I, I'm not trying to say I'm the master teacher. I am not. But that mm-hmm. those two things are not interchangeable. You can help a person with an idea, and they can create an opportunity, but you can't show them how to turn an idea into an opportunity. And I, 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 they can do that. And I respect you. But me, uh, you're right. You can't. uh, It's up. It's definitely up to the individual. I mean, that goes without saying. But what I'm saying is, I'm pushing people to think because, and I respect what you said. And that's another thing you cannot push a person to think. The reason why I say that is. I was pushed to think. You see what I'm saying? So I based everything about me because I was a you know right. a stubborn individual. So I'm it would take other people to that would actually sit me down and say, "Man, just think about what you know." And I, and I still hear this to this day, right? I, Go ahead, I, I'm listening. Those are the people. With the, I'm telling you now. Those are the people who gave you the wrong thought. Mm-hmm. You could push. They, I, I could push, You could push a person to act, uh-huh. but you can't push a person to think. Mm-hmm. You you were backed into a corner. So you came out swinging as entrepreneur, did you not? You were pushed to act because your situation changed, were you not? Remember what you said in the beginning? You said I was X, Y, Z, and I wanted to be an entrepreneur, so I got, I stepped out there now as an entrepreneur, did you not? Yes, sir. You got pushed to act. When I lost my job in 2015, I was pushing the thought of idea and people sharing with me and talk, all this other stuff, almost all those years leading up to 2015. But when I lost my job, it pushed me to act. I did the thinking, 
But thinking don't do jack for none of us unless we act. But that's it, why I wanted you to And you are exactly right. So what I so what I was leading to, up to say, I like to put some thought into something, right? Then action is what gets you the results. You know, you can sit down and think all day, that's not gonna do anything. But I will right. say for me, our brain is so powerful. And this is why I say what I say. When I sit back and think and actually use my brain, before I do any action, I might come up with five ideas on how I can do something, right? Uh-huh. Soon as I put the action behind is when the is when everything begins. You see what I'm saying? But to me, yeah, thinking that's what, that's what but to me, thinking is an action. You get what I'm saying? Because I can yeah, speak for that's... myself, I didn't think. You know, I would hear people say, use your head or something behind the besides a hat rack. And I never understood yeah. it, right? But when I began to understand that, man, just sit back, put some thought into it. You know, a lot of people only put, only time, I'm going to speak of myself, a lot of times I only thought when it was me trying to, for me being back in the corner, for me being pressured to have to think. Like you said, I had no other options. Now that I'm not backed into a corner and things are going okay, I have time to say, hey, look, let me come up with five ideas today, right? Just sitting back and think, letting the ideas come to me. And to be honest with you, it works for me because when I when I thought about okay, how do I want to do this? How do I want, how do I want? I'm an entrepreneur. I do business marketing and consulting, right? I didn't have a product, so I had to think about, hey man, what is your product? So I sat back and thought about. It. I said, well, look, I can come up with a book real quick to uh, bring some money coming in. So this is just me personally. I definitely get what you're saying. But I like, I push people, man, look, use your brain a little bit, but the action is just as much, if not more important than the thought. You have to act. If you don't act, you can think all day, but putting forth the effort is what's going to get you anything you want in life. That's just my opinion. That's, yeah. Well, that's why, that's why I want to get, get, that's why I, I, I said what I said against what you said, because mm-hmm. uh I wanted to bring it. I want to see if you come around to that that word that so many that stops so many people. That stops me on my bad day. Stops perhaps you on your bad day. We all, I, I don't I don't use the word bad day. Stops you on your bad moment. I, I'm a person. I believe we have. I believe we don't have bad days. We have bad moments. Mm-hmm. So when you when we get to those moments that we talked about earlier, and we get knocked down, we're pushed to act. That's why I wanted to keep talking to see if you come back around to what you're saying. It's not just your opinion. It's a proven fact by those who studied it. What you said, thoughts are great, but actions produce results. Yes, sir. And even and sometimes our thoughts don't even have to be complete. That's why I love Gary Vee and people like him that speak. We as people kill our best. We shoot out. We kill our best opportunities. We kill our best chances. By overthinking, I'm an overthinker. Uh-huh. I admit it. I'm better at not being one. I like seeing the ins and the outs and the thises and the that. Then I like going trying to act. But the overthinking kills off stuff more than it produces stuff. Sometimes in some in some situations, sometimes that's why I said if you talking about acting out moving. Warren Buffett. And I don't know if you ever did with Warren Buffett. Yes, sir. I, I love Warren it. Buffett. Years and years ago, this is something that hangs up on my vision board, a handwritten note off of something, one of his suggestions, what we said, said was his suggestion. He's, I don't know if you recall, if you do recall, just let me know and I won't go on deep about it. 
You should write down 25 things that you want to do mm -hmm. or accomplish. Mm -hmm. And those five, 25 things, narrow it down to five. Mm -hmm. And focus on those five. Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard that thought before? No, uh-uh. Yeah, he, he, that's, that's, he said, get, get a piece of paper or something uh -huh. out, Pat. Well, get whatever you want to write on. Write down 25 things without even thinking about them. Mm -hmm. Don't think about them. Just start writing. Boom, 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 boom. Then go back through that list and keep narrowing it down till you get five things that you can focus on. Mm -hmm. And of those five things, you focus on them. Like mine, because mine is all on a piece of paper that I got hanging up. It's like, and it's taking me a long time to get here. <laughs> it was like, focus on faith, focus on family, focus on finance, build a successful business. And the last one, do more relaxing, fun things. Because mm -hmm. uh, that was written probably three, three or four years ago. Uh -huh. They're still hanging up. Uh, I don't even remember what other point it was. I bring that into play because of what you were saying. I think it fits right in line with what you were saying, where you said, did you not say we have you have different ideas that come up? Mm -hmm. And then you work on those different ideas, whereas there's a time you did like I did. A lot of us always do. We use our head just for head rack. Yes, sir. We thought about stuff, and we never knew. We, we never really acted on it. Right. We always said one day we'll get it done, and then that day comes, then that day turns into a week, mm -hmm. and we turns into a month, into a year, and we still get that thing done. Mm -hmm. See that? But when you think on it and act on it, if I'm hearing you correctly, when you think and act on it, you actually get moving and do make things happen. Like you said about community college. You went to community college, and now you're standing before the students. Yes, sir. Correct? Yes, sir. Now, what, what would happen if you just kept on thinking about it one day and one day and one day? <laughs> I'd still be sitting there. We wouldn't be doing this interview that we're doing now. What would happen if these people that talk to you, like the ones that try to talk to my heart head itself, and I kept bragging, I'm in business, I'm doing this, I'm, and I wasn't doing that. I, I, was create, I wasn't creating a place for the money to follow. Uh -huh. That's, you know, you know that, it's, okay to, it's, it's okay to volunteer and to work for free and build your reputation. I've known people slamming jobs like that. Uh -huh. but, at, but at some point, why just, what are we doing by spinning our wheels when we just sit back and do what you said you did and I've done? You use our head, have all these ideas, but never accomplish them. Right. You keep mentioning one thing. I'm going to jump on this thing about your book, uh -huh. which you, I didn't really you didn't really say much about before. Uh -huh. Is your book information on your LinkedIn page? Yes, sir, it is. Okay. I must have looked at my look through it. Uh, is your book available offline or online? It's uh, online, on Amazon. Okay. Okay. Is it with, uh, I'm trying to think, what can I do? Uh, just, give, just, just blast, blast such a name of your book on Amazon where they can find it, where they can, people can find it. And the title of my book is called Nature Flow. It's, uh, it's on Amazon.com. It's a, uh, it's a manual showing people how to manifest success and happiness. The reason why I like Nature Flow is, see how me and you kind of had this little debate going on? I like that because what I what I like to show people is, I like to create a, my your own recipe for success is what I like to call it. So what I do that's, is that's say, okay. Uh -huh. That's really what I was trying to get you to say earlier. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not trying to tell you put words in your mouth, mm -hmm. but bring out 
the real core of what you what you really trying to what you've been doing, what you continue to try to do as you build your brand. What, uh-huh. you, what you just said. Yeah. Not, you so can't push a person, but you can pull uh-huh. out of a person by talking to them long enough. It, it, you're going to do two things. They're going to run away. So I want to ask, you know, as you're going right. to say, right. they're going to sit there with you and have a conversation. You can pull out or have a healthy debate, a healthy conversation, but you pull out. And therefore, the interchange of knowledge goes back and forth, whether they find the book or whatever. I'm right. on Amazon trying to find your book now so that I can actually plug it into the bio. I'll get your bio on my Google Documents. I appreciate um, it. So, because bios allow like 3,000 characters to send in a room. Did you say Nature Flow? Yes, sir. Nature Flow. Let me, because uh, that's why I want, I'm doing something different with you that I couldn't do before um, with my laptop. And I don't mind sit, saying that to people. I, I got it. Uh, so, uh, let me. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still listening to you. I'm just trying to get. Okay. Where, so while you, while you're looking it up, let me let no, me I, touch I, I, on. I, uh, I've, actually, I've actually got it. I'm just uh-huh. trying to get the website links so I can plug it into the podcast bio. So okay. It's gonna be that bigger deal. Um, All right. So what I was saying was, I like to show people what I like to call. You have to create your own recipe. So, like you said, me and you were having this healthy debate, and you were trying to pull this on to me. That's what I do. I can tell people, okay, this works for me. So, what right. I like to say, you have to create your own recipe. What works for you? Because I was just having another debate with a friend, and were telling me I need to do this. It's not like I'm moving in so many different directions. So, I what I took away from that debate is I'm going to add structure to my recipe because I do have a lot of things going on. So. If I meet a person, they say, okay, they want to do this. And I would say, okay, this is what has worked for me. This is my recipe to success to attain this particular goal. Whatever particular goal or whatever you want to do, you have to figure out, okay, if this is working for you, that's fine. You might not like, okay, how I said this works for me. So guess what? That's fine. You take that out of your recipe. And it's a continual thing. You keep learning, you keep growing, you keep adding to it, you keep subtracting till you find a way to get comfortable. And that's the level I'm at. I'm comfortable being myself. I know what I like. I know what I don't like. I know the people that I'm trying to reach. If I'm talking to somebody say, that's not for me, I don't you know, believe in all that kindness and stuff, that's totally fine. Because you take me 10 years ago, I was saying the same thing. I would have never thought that I would be talking about showing kindness and positivity. That just wasn't my thing. So I understand that part of my recipe so what, so is... So what caused the change? I don't know. I guess just growing up, like I said, it has always been part of my makeup, being nice and being positive. But I just really realized when I, when I got on this entrepreneur thing that... When I started to really look at myself, you know, I, I got the understanding that, hey, this is who you are. You, you believe in being kind and being nice, but it, it doesn't mean that I'm weak or I'm a pushover. And I think that's what I was battling with personally. Like, you know, if, I, if I'm too nice, you know, are people going to run over top of me because I used to be a, a production manager. And I remember doing an interview. The lady said, well, you're so soft-spoken. How are you going to handle people if they tell you, you know, you're, we don't want to do this? And I had to tell them, like, I'm well-balanced, you know. 
I, I'm very nice, but at the same time, I can flip the switch and turn into whatever I need to turn into. So when I just took a look at myself, I realized, hey, this is one of my qualities. Why not play on that? Why not just be who I am? Why not just be comfortable? And that's just part of my recipe. Okay. Now, I got another question for you. I'm going, yes, sir. We, we, we're going a little bit longer than usual. I try to keep it at 15 to 30 minutes. We'll probably go about 45. Um, with, with regards to your book, did you self-publish it? Yes, sir. And what source did you use to self-publish? I use Amazon, Amazon's K, Amazon's uh, Kindle Direct Publishing. Okay, so that was, so because uh, reason I asked that because you get it's actually at a very affordable price, and because you're using that source, uh, I did a self-publish. I, I, I tested that area out myself. Mm-hmm. So looking at what you got, your prices are really reasonable, and then put it in Prime. And so, yeah, so uh, my next question is, without even reading the book, would you be interested in coming back on and talking about your self-publishing journey only? Yes, sir. I've heard you talk so passionately about it, and I've talked about other things, but would you, after this runs for a while, because the last person I interviewed, Dominic, his, his podcast, it's not catching speed. The way it works for my podcast, it usually takes two to three weeks, and then it starts gaining speed once I leave stuff alone. So he's already up to like 10 uh-huh. lessons across the country. Then it's done way before time I talked to you the first time. So maybe mm-hmm. after we, we hook up together, uh, maybe we're actually going to come to Danville. That's where you're based out of, correct? Yes, sir. And, and it's not that far from Greensboro. Come to Danville. And we do a face-to-face, and you have your book on hand, and we just record in a coffee shop or something, and you, t- and you talk about your self-publishing journey. Cause, uh, yes, sir. Because this book, again, you keep bringing it up again and again. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to get this podcast short, but you're bringing this energy. Like I, I hate to say it like I bring. But you, you have that passion that, uh-huh. I, that I have <laughs> that others have. But, the people yes, you name that you listen to, I listen to the same folks in then song. I'm always looking for new people to listen to. One of my favorite is Jim Ron. He's dead and gone. He said stuff in the 1970s and 1980s that is now really happening today in the year 2019. It was like he spoke so he didn't realize that he was speaking prophetically of our time and the world of entrepreneurs and the need to hustle and the need to go. Now, I never knew that this man made his fortune off Herbalife, of all things, uh, and public speaking. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying this to say that your self-publishing journey would be something I would love to do a follow-up episode after you get maybe about 10 hits on this one. Uh, and, uh, uh-huh. and let pe- and you really talk more about your book. So, yeah, we're, we're, kinda, we're, set- yes, we're setting the stage for the first time ever, my dear listeners. We're setting the stage for episode two. Interview number two, and someone may say, well, what are you getting out of this? Well, this is all over. I don't mind sharing it because I would love to have other guests to hear this, to connect with me on LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook or wherever, and we do an interview about their journey. Their journey. What I get out of this, it, it builds me up. It builds my brand up. It gives, helps me have more, uh, more podcast listeners. What Jairus is getting out of this, 
I don't know the returns he would get. I do know that I'm going to probably follow up with Dominic again and try to do a test base with him, whose episode is not running and will now drop down because Jared's episode will go up live, go up next. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to talk about nature flow more. And uh, I'm, I'm a, before we talk about it, I'm actually going to order the book and read it, So, which is kind of cool. Uh, I've heard so many people talk about stuff they haven't even looked at or read. It's not good. Wow. Um, <laughs> I appreciate yeah, so that. It's no big deal. It's no big deal. Uh, now, one thing I did not talk about in this episode was I have a new group. It's on my LinkedIn page. It's called Voices. It's a meetup group with freelancers and business, business connections. And I'm not, that's all I'm going to say about it. Anyone who hears this podcast, you can find me on LinkedIn. And you will see more information about this group, or you can go to meetup.com and Google Voices. It's in purple. And yes, there's a fee for being a member of Voices. And why am I bringing that to this podcast, which is Jared's time? I'm bringing it in this because I would love at some point to have Jared's in my group. Uh, check it out. Because right. I think 20. Mm-hmm. I do definitely will. It's a milk again. It's a 30-day free trial. And after 30 days, Meetup can send you a bill for $90 for a yearly membership. I could, but I've compared Fiverr mm-hmm. and other freelancer sites. I, I have a better offer. And I don't have a better offer. This, this, is, this is really my infomercial. Dear listeners, anchors suggest that we do infomercials. <laughs> I think so I'm weaving my own one in. Just like Jairus, I'm going to go back and talk about his book more because he can explain that better than I can. And that's me all. Yeah. So, by him doing so, you have an opportunity to go to Amazon and find it. This is really how we're going to wrap this thing up. So, let's wrap it up with you talking about the book and, and the value that I will have as a reader of your book or my, what the listeners will have by getting your book. By getting my book, you're going you're gonna to understand and be become more comfortable with who you are. You're going to understand the beauty and why I push showing kindness and showing positivity. You're going to understand how to create a re- your own reality like I did for myself. And you can do it and you'll see results very soon because, like I say, this is not – I'm just telling you what worked for me, showing you, hey, look, this is a guideline to help me. Feel free to add to this guideline, take away, turn it into whatever you want to turn it into. Make it your own guideline. All I can say, hey, look, this is just my piece of advice for things that help me get uh, my business off the ground and help me change my whole mindset because when you change your mindset and you begin to start thinking positive, your whole life has no choice but to change for the better. So that being said, we're going to wrap this podcast up and the information will be in the podcast bio. And Jared, I appreciate you being coming on the air. And we... Man, I, I appreciate you taking the time while even pushing me a little bit. That's what I like. Thank you so much again. This is an old saying. If you don't get pushed, you don't get, you don't get pissed. I, I'm, I'm kind of like... Not even an old saying. What am I saying? I push people hard because I was switched. And I don't mind, and I don't mind I love pushing it. people off. I really don't. Uh, I, I, I respond better from that, so thank you you're again. You're welcome, because in this life, 
sometimes sometimes the dreamers don't become doers until they let go of some folks and get some new folks. I I definitely can agree to that also. Sometimes the new folks are pill folks that we normally wouldn't even hang out with and talk to because they don't look like us, think like us, believe like us, to talk like us. That's one of my I got I've said that so much the last couple of years. That those wow. are the ones that end up being in our corner. Um, uh-huh. and I'm gonna wrap this up. I thank you again. And thank you again. I definitely will be in touch with you, man. You're very, I very much enjoy myself, yeah, man. Very good and job. I'm gonna close it out and send you, send, send you the links to the podcast once I get it all uploaded. So you, and, I'm, and I'm also gonna okay. post it on LinkedIn, so it'll be even easier to work it. Perfect. I'll be waiting okay. for it. Uh, once you post it, I'm gonna share Let's it. Go. You have a great day, sir. Thank you. All right, you too, man. I'll be all in right, contact bye. with you.